0: You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. go to zibbyowens.com. Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnson are co-authors of I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants, Finding Unfiltered Real-Life Friendships in This Crazy, Chaotic World. Amy Weatherly is a Texas girl through and through, which is where she lives with her husband, three kids, and two rescue dogs, Lou and Brewster. She is passionate about helping women embrace courage, confidence, and purpose for their life, and she does it with a quick wit and down-to-earth sense of humor. She has written for the Today Show, MSN.com, Good Morning America, Yahoo.com, and Love What Matters. Jess Johnson lives in Southern California with her husband and four kids who are the loves of her life. It's so funny when I read that, I'm like, wow, four kids, that's a lot. But then I'm like, I have four kids. Anyway, her favorite thing to do is sit around a table with her best friends eating nachos and laughing until her stomach hurts. She is the co-author of I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants, and has been a top contributor to publications such as HuffPo, Scary Mommy, and Motherly, and has been honored with Motherly's Writer of the Year Award. I wonder how you win that. Welcome, Amy and Jess, to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants, which, by the way, I wore in honor of this episode. Not that I can barely lift up my leg, but so I don't need sweatpants. <laughs> Thank
3: you for having
0: us. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay, both of you introduce yourselves one by one so listeners can can tell who's talking when.
2: I'm Amy. I am in Texas. I'm married with three kids. If you hear noise in the background, it is them, honestly. <laughs> making them <laughs> I told them to be quiet, but I hear them and they're making cereal. <laughs> How old are your kids? I've got a 10, 8, and 5. 10, 8, and 5. So we I've you know, I write and start a sister. I'm Jess and I start a sister. I'm with you together, and that's that's kind of it. <laughs> we make a lot of socks, make, make a lot of snacks. We're really into frozen pizzas right now. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: all about Amy's frozen pizza. I didn't even mean you, Amy. I mean like the brand, but never
2: mind. <laughs> oh, nice. I really like Paul Newman's. Oh, okay, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite
0: uh-huh. one. <laughs> Now we go out and the kids are like, well, it's not as good as Amy's pizza at home. I'm like, are you kidding? Oh, that's
3: amazing. No, I it's should not. Try that. It's
0: terrible. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's not good? No, no. It's <laughs> just like a commentary on like their taste buds at this point. Totally. You know, we, we have like, hand, you know, whatever. It's fine. You know, yes. not, not exactly pizza connoisseurs. Okay, Jess, tell us a little about you too. I'm Jess Johnston and I live in
3: Southern California with my husband and four kids. And... Yesterday was like all the graduations like my son graduated from junior high which I realize is not high school but I was still a mess. So my kids are 15, 13, 11 and 8 and it's just pure chaos. So this is the first day of summer. So I'm just trying to stock up on popsicles and figure out what we're going to do.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I have two 15 almost 15 year olds next week. I have an eight-year-old and then I also have a seven-year-old. Oh. So, yeah.
2: Yes. We're not quite into that. We're increasing over here, but still a I've lot. We sold
3: water parks near me like 10 times.
0: Um. Like where what are we gonna do? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so your book. Let's talk about friendship. Which of you said they were having a hard time having making friends and finding keeping good friends and that had been like an issue and there was all this loneliness and parenting and, and all of that? Which one of you have said that? I know someone I said
2: probably, that. <laughs> probably both of us at different. I know. Times. Okay, times. okay. We're both at different times struggled with it. I feel like when Jess and I first met, I was going through a period where I really didn't have any friends, and I was, I had lost, I would lost friends that I thought, you know, were gonna be in it forever, and was heartbroken. But yeah, Jess has been through it too. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we both kind of, we both kind of been there. Wait, what? It happened? definitely
3: hit me when specifically after I had, I think all four of my kids and they were all in the little stage and life was so chaotic and crazy. And one night we put all the kids to bed and we're just watching like TV. And I just started like bawling (laughs) because life was so chaotic and crazy, but it was in the like quiet moments where I'd be like, I'm like so lonely and I have no idea where to even start. Like, what am I supposed to do? How, where am I supposed to find these people? Cause I just wanted friends that I could be in it with, Mm -hmm. but I was having a hard time imagining how to get past like the awkward firsts. I just wanted them to just come in my house and sit next to my laundry pile. Like I didn't want to do the, the beginning stages. I just wanted to have the people already. So
0: gosh, I remember when I had my twins, I feel like I was one of the first of my friends here in New York city to have kids and certainly two of them at once. And I remember one time, like, my mom and I were leaving the park, and I had said, like, I haven't been able to find really any friends with kids my same age, except for, like, this one baby playgroup. And there was, like, this little group of moms with their kids, like, huddled on a bench. And my mother was like, go over there. And I'm like, I'm like, I cannot introduce myself to random people, you know, just because, you know, like, anyway, so I didn't. But I know that feeling because I was like, I was like, why don't, Why? I wish I had, like, a best friend or a sister or somebody I could call who's, like, going through this right now, but I didn't. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so you two started a whole movement around this basically. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of did. That's it. Just, we just, we met
2: on the internet and we got to, you know, we kind of went to like first base, sending um, like Instagram messages back and forth. And and then second base kind of went to actually talking on the phone. And while we were talking on the phone, that's what we just realized is people, are dealing with this and nobody's really talking about it in a deep way. Nobody's saying like, my thing is I probably talk way too much. And I say, I just blurt like, I, I can't share the story on here, but I just like blurt out stuff and like make jokes that are unbelievably inappropriate. And I like, I always go back and I'm like, why did you do that? Amy? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? So I don't have a problem making friends, but it felt like keeping friends was where I struggled. Like, man, why do they get so,
0: why do they get tired of me? Why am I all in? And they're like, she's fine. Was, what? wait, was this, was this actually true? Or did you just like worry that they didn't want to be with you? Like, is it confirmed? You know, cause there's also this whole level of like, oh, they must not want to hang out with me.
2: I have a tendency to, okay, I don't know if this is normal or not. I don't know which one is normal. I, I feel like the healthy thing to do is assume people like you until they prove otherwise. Right. Like you assume that they like you unless they do something that would show you that they, in fact, do not. I am the opposite. I assume nobody <laughs> likes me ever. and They have to prove to me that they like me, which is probably very unhealthy and something I should talk to my therapist about. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's a combination of both. But, you know, I had lost friends. We had been really good friends for about a year. And then it just, it ended. Like I, you know, I saw on social media, them all hanging out without me. And, you know, that that text that come across, like love when all the girls get together and sitting at home and being like that but wait, wait, (laughs) hang on. But I I am one of the girls. I was one of the girls two weeks ago and nothing had happened and just trying to figure it out. And it was, I tried to very timely confront the situation, say, Hey, what happened? What did I do? And it just got passed around like blame and blame and blame. And Oh, well this person, well, it was just kind of this. And you know, I realized
0: terrible by the way, it was, it it was
2: awful. It is heartbreaking because I'm 30 something. And I like, I loved these girls. That was, I mean, I loved them. There was nothing I wouldn't have done for them. And it was just one girl had decided she didn't like me. And, um, for, I I didn't do anything. (laughs) We got, one girl just decided she didn't like me anymore, and none of the others were willing to say anything or do anything or go. No, we're still going to invite Amy. Get over it. They just—they were like, "Okay, if it's awkward, we just won't invite her, and we'll just act like you know." I don't know. It was very hurtful. It was very hurtful because still the same. Like I don't really know what I did or what was going on. I, I don't know, but that stuff happens in adult friendships. I yeah. mean, it happens. It shouldn't, but it happens. Even when you're nice and when you're good when you're all in and when you give it your best and even when you confront the situation say hey did I do something wrong because if I did please give me the opportunity to fix it and even when you make all the right moves sometimes it just doesn't work out and it sucks when that happens I mean there's no other way to put it it just sucks it sucks and yeah, so I think I spent a lot of time with Jess trying to figure that out and going why don't people like me? What do I do wrong? Why am I why am I the kind of person that looks I look better in the rearview mirror than I do in the passenger seat. You know? And yeah, so Jess and I kind of worked through all that together and then one day out of absolutely nowhere, I had this idea and I called Jess up and I was like, "Jess, I think we should start a page on social media and call it Sister I'm with you and just let it be all about friendship." I was like, I've been I've been digging around and researching for like 5 to 10 minutes and <laughs> I don't see <laughs> I don't see another place on the internet like that. I've already secured the Facebook name, the Instagram name, the handle, we've got it. But I really feel like this is something we should do and let's just let's just see where it goes. And Jess was all in and so we did it and started it and it grew really quickly and it just caught on but we wanted to talk about more than just find your friend. Because, duh, I I hate when people are like, find a friend, find your people, find your tribe. And I'm like, well, duh, but like, where and how?
0: Like, <laughs> not me the tell me where these people are. Mine seem to be hiding. Wait, so when when did you start the page and how big has it grown to now? Oh, gosh, when did we start the page? Before Ish. the Ish. 2019,
2: huh? Yeah, 2019, it would have been like in November. No. July. And it was
3: like... 40,000 followers in like a month or something.
2: No, yeah. we had
0: 100,000 followers in a month.
3: Yeah. And we just reached a million.
0: Oh my gosh. You yeah. Guys, that's amazing. That's well, we so just realized
2: amazing.
3: in our own, I think Amy and I both in our own blogging worlds, the power in just kind of blowing the lid off of those insecurities and hard things that we all go through. But when you talk about it and you say it out loud, like, hey, adult friendship's actually hard. Hey, I've really struggled with loneliness. The power in that, that Mm -hmm. it like releases that for everybody else. That feeling of, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one who struggled with this. I thought I was the only one who was left out. I thought I was the only one who was somehow an adult and still feels super awkward about making friends. There's just such power in telling the truth. And that's really what we wanted to create this space for is like, let's talk about this in a real way. Because it's one of the biggest parts of life, but we're not, I don't know, we're not talking about it in a way that says, hey, this this isn't as easy as I thought it would be. This isn't as easy as when I was in school. It's either you're seeing on social media, like, oh, there's this beautiful sisterhood friendship trips everybody's wearing the same t-shirt and they have everything I'm longing for or and that's
0: kind of it well I think it's particularly powerful coming from the two of you who you two are so likable that's what I'm like not even understanding when Amy when you're sitting there talking like people didn't like me and I'm just like I'm literally like searching the like, d- like a little scanner of like any issues <laughs> I can I <laughs> sense that would turn people off in some way. And I literally am coming up with nothing, like no matches found. So I don't quite get it. So I feel like coming from the two of you who seem like nice, normal people who would have a lot of friends and wouldn't have an issue, I think that it makes it even more compelling. Right. Yeah.
2: Isn't that what totally. we do? People that we always assume, we look at them and we always yes. assume no they have friends no they know people no they are not struggling with this and i think there's just there's just something beautiful about vulnerability that allows other people into that circle To say, oh, oh, okay, you, okay, if you have said this, I feel safe also admitting that I am insecure. I feel safe also admitting that I struggle with making a a friendship last longer than a year. You know, it's just really something, it is powerful and it's beautiful, but the truth is most people feel lonely. Most people don't have a ton of friends. It is a struggle That we've had in this country. I mean, it is a, it's a problem when you look at the statistics and the research, it just, God breaks your heart. I mean, it breaks my heart because I don't think there's anything more powerful than connection. It is what we strive Mm -hmm. for as humans. We strive to be connected. And I think, you know, a lot of the disconnect comes from, you know, we still have these brains that lived in these villages where everyone did everything together and you washed your clothes together and you, I, I didn't live back then. I don't know. You walked around and
0: <laughs> did, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you carried each other's babies on your hips and yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, according to Jane Austen movies, you just, you walked, you put on dresses and you walked around fields together, just talking about things. We never do that anymore. We never do that. We live very isolated in our own houses. And, you know, I mean, like how often is it that we don't even know our neighbors? That's, that's very common to not know your neighbor nowadays. But I feel like our brains are still in that village mentality, but we're living in a, a culture that is not conducive to just, you know walking around and holding each other's babies and going to pick up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But do you know what I'm saying? So somewhere there's something that's happening. And I do think we have to work harder because I think as humans, I don't think we feel full. It, It takes, it just, it takes connection. We have to be connected to each other. We are social creatures and there's nothing we will do or, or can do that can get away from that. We're social creatures.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And... That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Uh,
3: And I think we're longing, too, for that deeper connection. Mm -hmm. Like, I think another problem is getting stuck in these, like, kind of surface level friendships that revolve around our kids' sports or
0: -hmm. or
3: whatever it is. And what we're really longing for is to be known Mm -hmm. and to know and to be loved and seen and to belong. And that's a hard part of it, too
0: that's why I love my podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, honestly, I mean, every day, like, look at this, I'm having this, like, we don't have to mess around. We only have 30 minutes. We're going to go right to it. And like, I get that over and over again. I'm like, okay, wait, tell me about your, the loss, the deepest, darkest loss in your life. And it's only been like five minutes, Yeah, (laughs) but I get there. Like, so forget about, you know, that's why I I always recommend people do a podcast because you can get to know someone so quickly. I mean, I guess, unless you're really off putting on the podcast, podcasters, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I think that there's such a lack of dedicated time to where you're not interrupted. That's like another mm-hmm. podcast bonus. Like mm-hmm. you are not watching your kids. Like it's almost impossible. Like what you, what you mentioned Jess about like sports games, like you're screaming one minute and then <laughs> totally. you're running down the field and you like, you try to have a conversation with one, like dad from this team. And then next thing, you know, you're like, it, it's just impossible. It is totally. Impossible yeah.
2: Yes. So yes. podcasting I mean, is an answer this,
0: as is your community.
3: <laughs> yeah. I have, I felt that way as we've done all these podcasts. I'm like, wow, I just, I just felt like I had the best time with friends, <laughs> just really quality conversations.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So how did you do it? Cause this is like a business question too, right? You started a page and grew it exponentially over two years. How?
2: We don't, I don't think we have any giant secrets to how we grew it. I think that we found something that it was like, this is what these women were bleeding. And they were just like, they were bleeding. And here is a band aid that could help them feel less alone. And we just happened to be one of the first ones to do it and to figure that out. And we don't hold anything back on our page. We don't try to sound puffed up. We don't try to sound like we have it together. It doesn't come off as a super businessy sort of thing. I think it just sounds like two girls talking, and I think people just craved it. I don't know, I, and that's the only reason that it grew. There was, there's no special secret to anything that we did, except for that we were truly passionate about it. We were willing to take a risk and do something that hadn't really been done before, and we were extremely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think those are some of the things. I think a lot of times when people are starting pages, they look at what other people are doing, like, oh, this is popular. Okay, I'll do that. And that's not the key. That's Mm -hmm. not the key. Find something that you are deeply passionate about, that this is (laughs) your lane and you stay in it and you do it and you do it well and dedicate yourself to that and find, you know, find the people who are wanting to believe in that same thing that you're believing and wanting to do the same thing you're doing. And it'll grow Hopefully it'll grow or it'll be good. I mean, it'll be good because it's true and it's honest and it is real to you.
3: I think we had a really unique situation too, that we had found each other and that we're both really passionate about it. And I know as busy moms, I don't, th- I couldn't have done it without Amy. <laughs> even the, even having Amy and like knowing that we're working on this together, like if I had started this my own thing doing this, I think I would have run out of steam probably but that we had our own friendship and our own, just that, I don't know if synergy is the right word, but our own like bouncing ideas off each other. Like, Hey, throughout the day, Hey, I'm thinking this is on my heart about friendship. Like, let's talk about friendship breaks, breakups and then going back and forth and just doing that all together has been
0: really huge for me. And then tell me a little about writing the book too. What was that like? Whose idea was that? How did that come about? Would you do it again? (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, I think we have both different answers. <laughs> One
2: of us had a harder time. I had a harder time with writing the book than Jess did. It like it flowed out of Jess very naturally. And I <laughs> it did not flow out of me. <laughs> I got my feelings hurt when the edits came to and Jess did not. <laughs> I was like in bed. I was like, they hated everything I wrote. It's, that's all red. They hated it but no, it just came, you know? Okay. So one of the good things is when you grow a page to a certain size, publishers are going to take note. And we both kind of put off writing a book because we both have our own personal pages too, that are fairly successful. They're not as big as this I'm with you, but they've done well. And when you grow a page to a certain size and, and we put off, cause I don't, I don't know about Jess, but I knew I was like, no, it's not time for me to write a book yet. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. And I really waited until I felt like, okay, this is it. Because when I did it, I wanted to do it right. And I wanted mm-hmm. to, I wanted to have my choice of publishers. I didn't want to have to beg anybody to write this book. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wanted it to be yep. a, a big open field that I could choose from. So I waited for a long time. And I'm really lucky that I was able to do that and that I had a husband who was supportive. That was like, you want to write on the internet and make no money for a long time? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I support <laughs> you <on that. laughs> Great. great. Um, I'm very lucky to have him, but yeah. So then it just happened that there was one week where three different publishers reached out to me the same week. It was bizarre. I think somebody from Random House, somebody from Harper or, you know, they all, all these publishers have these different divisions. So mm-hmm. someone from Harper, someone from Random House and someone from his like all reached out to me in the same week. Wow! And so mm-hmm. I knew I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. We're doing it. It's happening. And so kind of got the, Ball rolling from there, and from there went on. Found an agent, found the agent. We knew it was—I knew it was going to be a book on friendship. And then, you know, I obviously knew if I'm going to write a book on friendship, Jess is going to write it with me. And so we just kind of got the ball rolling pretty quickly from that. I think that was in February, and then we got the book deal in March, March or April. We got the book deal, so it all happened really quickly. When it happened,
0: in which we just knew
2: which that, publisher did you choose? Uh, we went with. Thomas Nelson. So they're part of HarperCollins. Sorry, I cut you off, Jess. Go ahead.
3: Oh no, you're good. We just knew that we needed something like with more depth than what we're able to do on our page. Mm-hmm. Like more of a handbook of like, this is how you get there with more stories, with more, okay, this is how we walk this out in our life. We knew people were hungry for it. So we, we knew it we needed to
0: write a book pretty quickly.
3: As soon as yeah. the page started exploding, we're like, okay, next mm-hmm. step, probably a book.
0: Yeah. And, and so what are you thinking next step is now?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> well, when does this come out? I don't, can we tell? I thought we can tell them. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, we, there, <laughs> it's actually being, it's being adapted into a, a tween, like a, a version for eight to 10 year olds, eight to 12 year olds, um, eight to 12 year olds. So I'm excited for, for um, right girls. now. Yeah. And then there'll be another book book.
3: and there'll be another book book. we would love to do a podcast, I think at some point. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Wow. Yeah. So So it's been really
2: fun, but it is, you know, the book gives you the opportunity to write more stories because when you're writing on social media, you don't have a ton of words. People's, Mm -hmm. I mean, people's uh, uh, attention span is very small. Like the, one of the comments I get, they're like, who is this person who had time to write a book on social media? Uh, maybe that's why you don't have any friends. Okay. You're so, like, it's like freak. five
0: paragraphs. I'm pretty sure this is not a book.
2: <laughs>
0: it, it, it took me 10 minutes to write this, sir. I think it's fine. The, I'm all about the long caption, by the way. I love writing right. long <laughs> captions because I'm, like, I'm writing. I'm writing every day. This is me yes. writing, you know? Exactly. And exactly. And my, and my daughter's like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't really read it. And I'm like, but I put it out there. Like, it was about you. <laughs> anyway. Doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> anyway. That's mm. what you, I realized, like, I'm like, okay, so few people read things all the way through. Yeah, pretty <laughs> just, much. It is alarming. That's why we get, you get so mad. And there's so many people who are like mad at this thing that you wrote on the internet. You come back and you're like, but did you finish it? Because I feel like you did not. <laughs> I feel like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't get to the ending. I yeah. um, just got mad and stopped. But I don't share a ton of stories on social media because, you know, I live in a town with these people. I'm not mm-hmm. going to sh- just be like, la, 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 la. and I'm not going to have, I don't have people scared to be my friend mm-hmm. in real life like yeah you cannot be your friend because she's gonna write about you on the mm. internet you know so I don't tell a lot of stories so a book kind of gives you space to do that to share more personal stuff and that that part of it freaks me out Jess was fine but I was like oh my gosh did I change the stories enough to where I don't want anybody to know that it's about them and I don't want anybody I, like to hurt anybody's feelings that I don't want to write some t- kind of Taylor Swift breakup songs you know um, <laughs>
0: I, I have I have a memoir coming out soon, but I had another draft of it years ago, and I sent it to a few of my best girlfriends. And I'll, my my one friend called me and was like, "You know, I, I'm you know I'm honored you put that scene in with me and that you changed my name and everything." And I'm thinking that was that had nothing to do with you. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I was like, that was not you at all. And but okay, and I was like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, people see what they want to see. You know, people can uh, yeah.
3: I know Absolutely I, they yes. do. any yeah. negative story. I'm like, everybody's wondering if this is them. I just want to like post like it's Nobody, it's nobody, you yeah. know, it's nobody. Yeah. It's not it's you.
0: Wow. Okay. So do you have any advice for in particular for people writing books together or for your number one, like piece of advice for finding your people or finding your tribe, the way you were just saying that people always say you can do, but you can't. <laughs> yeah.
3: I would say my number one thought with, that changed my life with with making friendships was intentionality and putting myself out there to pursue people and realizing how many other people are in the same boat as me. They're also lonely. They haven't not invited me over because... They just decided they don't like me. They're also overwhelmed and they're busy and they don't have time and they don't know how. But creating space in your life, whatever that is, if it's a couple hours a month, if it's a weekly dinner that you invite people over to, whatever it is, finding something that you can do and doing it consistently. I
2: I think what really helped me, I am a big people pleaser. And so it really helped me to kind of switch Switch my thinking in that and going out when I was with people and when I was meeting people to switch from n- feeling like I was chasing them, like I was desperate for them to like me, like I was desperate for their approval to kind of and to like convince them I was good enough, you know, to be there and to kind of switch my role into let them be themselves, figure out who they are, ask them questions, be interested in them, mm-hmm. and they will yeah. probably come back. People like to be liked, Yeah, you know, yeah. people like to be liked. So like them, find mm-hmm. some common ground, talk about, it. talk about it, ask them good questions, be interested in them and stop trying so hard to just convince people. You just mm-hmm. like, just like some kind of confidence in myself and just like a relax of like, be genuine, be who you are and just show up, just show up that way. And then love on other people. And if it works out cool. And if it doesn't cool, you've put your best self out there and you can feel
0: good about that. Yeah. amazing, Fabulous. All right. Well, now I think I'm going to go call some of my old girlfriends who I haven't (laughs) talked to in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much. This is really fun. I uh, I really applaud the two of you. It's so awesome what you're building and everything. It's so cool. And yeah, I'll be following along. Thank you so
3: much. It's so nice to meet you.
0: You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.